A migrant worker with cancer cut off from private insurance. Preston Manning gets a sweet gig. Pilots might become extinct in Canada. And carbon offsets. A total scam? Good morning. It's Friday, January 20th. I'm Nora, and here are your headlines. This morning, we start in Nova Scotia, where Kirian Burnett, a migrant farm worker from Jamaica, has been given a bill for almost $65,000 to pay for her cancer treatments. Her private insurance ran out, and when she went to the hospital for an appointment, she was denied because she didn't have a health card. Burnett is 42, and she found out she had cancer a few months after she'd started working on a farm in Nova Scotia. Matthew Bayard from the Halifax Examiner reports that Burnett was ready to fly back to Jamaica with flights booked by the Jamaican consulate, but her doctor in Nova Scotia said she couldn't travel. Bayard talked with Stacey Gomez from No One Is Illegal, who explained that in Nova Scotia, only workers who have 12-month permits get access to health care. It's not like that in other provinces. In other provinces, they get it after six months. And in Quebec, health care is offered immediately. In Nova Scotia, if you work an eight-month contract, that means you're denied health care. Burnett's private insurance, paid by her employer, Ballamore Farm Limited, was supposed to cover $100,000 in health care costs, but she was cut off suddenly when she hit $80,000. There's a GoFundMe set up to fundraise for Burnett that you can check out if you're interested, and a good reminder that the healthcare system is already privatized for many folks that live in this country. COVID-19 disproportionately caused harm and stole the lives of older Canadians, especially those who are 80 years of age and older. Considering this, I guess it makes sense that Alberta Premier Daniel Smith has appointed Preston Manning to head up a review of how the province handled the COVID-19 pandemic. Preston, who is 80, will be handed a whopping $253,000 to do the job. Back in November, Manning announced that he was heading up a citizen-led inquiry into the management of COVID-19. At a press conference, he said, quote, In a democracy, when people are afraid to tell their stories or to provide alternative views, that's not a good thing. And so hopefully this inquiry can remove the fear factor. I read that and think, who is afraid to tell their stories? And which alternative views is Manning talking about? Anyway, CTV News Edmonton's Sean Amato reports that Manning is stepping down from that citizen inquiry now that he's been appointed a very sweet gig to probably just say exactly what he said in the November press conference. Manning also has claimed that lockdown rules violated democratic, religious, and assembly rights. Of course, he's right about the last two. Religious and assembly rights did get violated, I guess, uh, if you want to look at it like that, in an attempt to stop the circulation of COVID-19. But democratic rights? What is he talking about? Uh, and and really, let's be honest, sure, while churches had to shut down uh, or change the way that people did worship, of course, many uh, religious organizations just went online like everyone else, the biggest assemblies, large congregate workplaces, 
were exempted from the rules. They were able to continue to meet and operate and actually also resulted in widespread infection, severe outcomes and death. I don't imagine Manning is going to be talking about this at all. Um, but considering the paycheck he's getting, uh, he's probably not going to be talking about much. <laughs> he's probably going to be enjoying uh, semi-retirement. Anyway, the Alberta NDP released a press release that reminded Albertans that the United Conservative Party has already done a third-party review of the pandemic. It cost $475,000, and that contract was given to KPMG. It found many things, uh, including that there were enough beds, but there were not enough staff to manage the patients, especially in the ICU. While we could be critical that contracts like that are even given to groups like KPMG and not I don't know, academics or experts in healthcare policy, whatever, uh, at least KPMG is qualified to do something like this. Preston Manning has no healthcare experience or background, is a politician, and, uh, yeah. okay, anyway, good luck with that, Alberta. <laughs> now for some national news. This morning, the Canadian press is reporting that the number of commercial pilot licenses has dropped more than 80% since 2019. From 2012 to 2019, each year, on average, 1,116 licenses were given out. But COVID changed that dramatically. The number of pilot licenses given out in 2020 dropped to 474 and dropped even lower to 298 in 21 and then 238 in 2022. It's a tremendous drop. This threatens the number of commercial pilots who work in Canada, a problem that existed already before the pandemic. There's a lot of hand-wringing and discussions about how industry changes and the instability that, that COVID-19 wrought over the airline industry has had on these numbers, but what stands out for me in the reporting on this issue is just how much it costs to become a commercial pilot in Canada. It is not even close to free as education should be. In 2028, the cost to become a commercial pilot was as high as $100,000. That's more than double what it cost 20 years ago where the majority of current pilots would have gotten their licenses. And then pilots have to be willing to travel anywhere to work. I, I don't mean as a pilot, they, like they have to move. <laughs> and they usually have to work low paying routes for many, many years before they can move into the higher paid commercial pilot positions. Somehow, I don't imagine we'll see a plan to give free pilot training. But surely, if anybody in anywhere that makes public policy decisions cared about this, that would be on their list of priorities. And finally, to international news. First, it was recycling, and now it's carbon offsets that are being exposed as possibly a total scam. An investigation into forest carbon offsets that are used by massive companies, including Disney, Shell, and Gucci, are, quote, largely worthless and could make global heating worse, reports The Guardian. The revelations come after an investigation into something called VERA, the global leading standard for voluntary carbon offsets. More than 90% of VERA's rainforest carbon offsets 
are likely, quote, to be phantom credits and do not represent genuine carbon reductions. The investigation was done by two groups, Dezit and Source Material. Dezit is a German weekly and Source Material is a nonprofit investigative news organization. Vera is based in the United States and approved 75% of all voluntary offsets. Their Rainforest Protection Program, the one that was under investigation by Dezit and Source Material, makes up 40% of these voluntary credits. The Guardian summarizes the report like this. 94% of carbon credits offered by Vera for their Rainforest Carbon Credit Voluntary Program had no benefit to the climate. The threat to forests had been overstated by about 400% on average for Vera projects, according to an analysis of a 2022 University of Cambridge study. Not great. I was looking around to see if I could find which Canadian companies use Vera credits, uh, and I wasn't successful, though I think you can safely assume that most companies that you might interact with that are promising voluntary carbon offsets are using Vera. I came across an amazing article from a website called innovatingcanada.ca that reported, quote, the growing voluntary carbon credit market is fraught with challenges, but one Canadian company is revolutionizing the process through blockchain technology. They go on to say that they're promising to sell carbon credits, quote, on the blockchain through NFTs. It seems like this all is scam upon scam upon scam upon scam. And all it does is justify our insatiable consumption of carbon. The Guardian report is very long, and I strongly encourage you to check it out if you're interested in this. And so you can see on in the show notes or on Twitter that I've got the link to the report, or you can just probably Google it. It's easy to find. But keep this in mind. The next time you're buying a flight with Air Canada and they ask if you'd like to pay for some carbon offsets, look into what those offsets are doing. And of course, as is always the case, reduce is the most important part of the reduce, reuse, recycle loop. And we should probably just be reducing our consumption overall. Those are your headlines for this morning. It's Friday, January 20th. I hope you have a wonderful and restful weekend. Don't forget, share this. I'm finding that Twitter has totally throttled my feed and people have thought I've left. <laughs> and so uh, I'm going to find other ways to distribute this podcast. But if you can help out, that would be wonderful as well. Have a good one.